Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Welcome to season two, episode two of the Let's Rejoice Together podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Grove, and I'm so excited to introduce a fellow member of the FIT alumni community to you today. She's a designer who totally embodies the Rejoice spirit. She combines very thoughtful, purposeful design with the fun, functional, fashion-forward, utility type of wardrobe item that I know is a must-have in many of our closets, along with the ethical, sustainable design and production aspects that really aspire to fulfill the eco-responsible values of today's modern consumer. And like many of us, I have a little bit of a shoe obsession, but in an effort to literally walk the walk when it comes to sustainability, I try now more than ever to be exceptionally discerning in my footwear selection. And I'm constantly asking myself, where does environmentally friendly, environmentally responsible production meet style? I mean, I did go to FIT after all, right? So (laughs) shoes for me have to meet a variety of work and play and style aspects uh, while also meeting the demands of Manhattan sidewalks and all kinds of outdoor adventures. So there's a lot to consider when purchasing footwear, a lot of needs that need need to be met. And if you were to think about your own closet for a minute, if you were to conduct a personal shoe inventory, think about what you would uncover. Okay, so Consumer Reports National Research Center for Shopping Magazine Shop Smart found that US women on average own 19 pairs of shoes and 15% have over 30 pairs of shoes in their closets. That's a, that's a lot of closet space dedicated to footwear. And especially if you're realistically only wearing, like, let's say four or five of those pairs of shoes on a regular basis. So if you think about that figure, and most of the shoes in the average closet are held together with these toxic glues that last forever, or what do you do with your shoes when you're done with them? They take hundreds of years to decompose in a landfill. So none of this is ideal. So I look at it and say, if there's a designer who can thoughtfully craft a collection, which really nails the fashion and the functionality factors, and they are able to drastically improve on the sustainability side, and we know all these brands are coming out with fantastic improvements, whether that's cutting down on virgin resource usage or using more biodegradable materials. This is just so much more appealing to me from a a planet positive standpoint, something that we can all get behind, right? So that's why I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest for our founder to founder interview. She's an entrepreneur who brings an extraordinary amount of talent, design skill, ingenuity, and passion to her work. And so, uh, as I referenced earlier, when we were first introduced through the Fashion Institute of Technology, I just knew I had to learn more about the amazing business she's building. So a big, big, big welcome to Paige Marinelli of Home. Paige, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for coming to the podcast to speak. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Um, I can't wait to talk to you about sustainable fashion. It feels like we are both really passionate about it and we're going to have amazing conversation. I thank you. I'm, I'm so excited. And so let's just, um, let's tell everyone a little bit about your company. Can you give us a high level overview of home? 
Yeah, so Home is a vegan shoe and fashion brand, and we are going to be launching with a core product, which is the iconic cowboy boot, and we are going to be making it from eco-conscious and ethical cactus leather. Amazing. I think that just that right away, I have so many more questions. (laughs) So I think the best way to go about this is, are you ready to jump into our 20 questions? I sure am. Amazing. Okay. So first question, um, can you give us Home's sustainability mission statement? Yes. So at Home, we believe in kindness being at the forefront of design. Uh, Sustainability is a word that means many things and is used a lot today. Um, But I feel you can simplify it when it comes down to simply thinking of kindness. We design fashion that is kind for our environment, for animals, and for the people wearing it. I love it. That's <laughs> um, keep keep talking. Tell us why you chose to launch Home with a cowboy boot. So there's a story behind it. Um, it's of course, <laughs> a story of my first pair of cowboy boots, uh, which was my first investment piece that I bought at 12 years old. I saved up my allowance and I went on eBay and I bought a pair of vintage cowboy boots. And believe it or not, <laughs> I still own this own them <laughs> to this day. Which is crazy. People are like, did your feet not grow? They, they actually <laughs> didn't. They just stopped at 12. Um, so yeah, they're the longest living piece in my wardrobe. And I cherish them for that. Um, however, while my shoe size didn't change, my values did. I went vegan and going vegan was an evolution um, from diet to lifestyle to fashion. And eventually, like I looked in my closet and realized all the leather goods that I War and also the pieces I was selling in my vintage shop didn't reflect my values. I imagined like if I was having this conflict, so many others must as well. And also for me, the cowboy boot is not only timeless, but it's also still very relevant today in modern fashion and in pop culture. I feel like everywhere you go, you see people wearing cowboy boots and, you know, I don't really see them going anywhere anytime soon. So I want to give customers the best alternative to to that style. And from an ethical and historical standpoint, the cowboy boot stands for everything not sustainable and ethical. (laughs) So it's like when we think of the cowboy boot, we think of like ranching and leather and all these like not vegan, not sustainable practices. So I really like the idea of like rewriting that narrative for this very classic style. Okay, so thinking that's a, an amazing story and, and it's so compelling and resonates with so many people. And then when you started to bring the business concept to fruition, combining it with that piece of inspiration, um, if you had to boil it down to a specific problem, what did, what did you really set out to solve when you started home? So the problem that I set out to solve was really based off like my own customer experience that I imagine so many other customers face as well. And it's that when you're looking for sustainable fashion, like especially leather goods, you kind of have to choose between like one or one evil or the lesser of two evils in a sense that you either pick animal leather or synthetic materials. And both of them come at like really severe negative, um, 
impacts for like our health and the environment. Like, for example, I don't know if people realize this, but 72 billion animals a year are killed as a result of like leather production and synthetic leathers break into microplastics that can take hundreds of years to decompose. So I'm looking to create an option that is not the lesser of two evils, but simply is just like the best option. Um, I feel that, yeah, even like with sustainable fashion on the rise, it feels like the options are still limited and there's just so much opportunity. Exactly. And so as you're working to solve that problem, what, what does success mean to whom in terms of the lesser of two evils? How do you know when he'll have solved it? And, and how does home measure that type of success towards that goal? Yeah, so right now we are in the process of creating our first plant-based cowboy boot. Um, and eventually we want to solve it beyond just the boot by offering basically all of a woman's staple fashion needs, um, but a plant-based version of it. And by providing these better alternatives, we offset the purchase of animal and synthetic leather goods. Um, and then once we launch, we will be able to measure our success in making the changes we want in the fashion industry. Um, but we're at the beginning of our story, so have a lot of hope for the future. <laughs> <laughs> but got a uh, one foot in front of the other. You have to start yes. somewhere, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, next question. And I don't, I don't know if you've thought about this or whether it will evolve as the brand evolves, but what do you envision home's most notable defining sustainability measurement? What will that be for you? I think it'll really just come down to the materials we use. Everything from, you know, the leathers, but also like the adhesives and the insoles and just making sure everything is really thoughtfully um, crafted to like perfection, just being as thoughtful as we can in the materials that we're choosing. So, you know, our first, our first style, the cowboy boot is going to be made out of cactus leather. And it's currently one of the most sustainable plant-based leather options in the market. And that's because cactus is like a natural carbon sink. It requires limited watering and can even grow in non-fertile soil. It's also abundant in Mexico and therefore it's not adding to waste. And on top of that, it also works well with um, natural dyes. So we're not contributing to use the use of toxic chemicals. Um, and it's also super resourceful because you can make so much leather out of very little cactus. So just from like an environmental standpoint, cactus leather is just an incredible option and it's very forward thinking. Um, so I feel that by starting home with like, this is our start. We're not working towards this. This is who we are. This is our ethos from the very beginning. We're setting this tone that like, it can only get better from there. We can only continue to try to be more sustainable. Amazing. It's not like you have to rewrite the ship um, yes. af after, uh, I mean, you're starting from the ground floor with this as a foundation for the, the company's ethos. I, I love that. Um, so similarly, how, how does home at this, at, again, at this very early stage, how do you define corporate social responsibility? Because it, it's clearly part of what you as a designer and a, a businesswoman value. But what do you think, because um, this is important to your your shoppers, your customers, what do you think will make home a really ideal environment to 
support shop from or even the ideal environment to come work for? Yeah. Um, so I really do believe that it's on businesses to provide the best options for customers. These days, being a customer forces you to be like a scientist, a doctor, an environmentalist all at one because there are so many businesses that just don't have the best interests of our planet and our well-being. Um, so ideally, customers could shop without the anxiety that they're making the wrong choice. Um, and I believe that we can do this by starting our businesses from the ground up with an ethos that aligns with that of the customer. And with home, my goal is to provide women with the styles that they already love, but the plant-based version of them. Um, that way, they always know that they have a brand that they can turn to and trust. I, I, I love the way that you just positioned that page, like the plant-based version. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in terms of, and this is an important question because again, you're truly at the beginning stages and, and can help paint that picture for our listeners and, and say, here's a path for you for that plant-based option. What, what are home's official sustainability goals? Like if, if you were to plant a stake in the ground and I came back a year from now to interview you, um, what would you be able to tell me you you're dedicated to achieving in the future? Yeah. So, um, this is a this is a big question. Um, there's a lot that I want to accomplish here. Um, but as a founder, my main goal is just to continue to push the company towards not just growth, but continuously challenging ourselves to source the most sustainable materials. The companies I admire the most have not just looked towards like financial growth, but growth in their methods towards sustainability. With that said, I would love to see home be carbon positive. Um, and I want for myself, my team and my customers to go to sleep at night, like knowing that they're not contributing to the waste of the fashion industry and the death of animals and the toxins that harm the people who work with animal and synthetic leathers as well. And with that said, from like a business perspective, um, I really hope for home to make quite the splash and in a year we've successfully launched, hosted pop-up shops and events, um, I also have a vision of having like billboard advertisements. And the reason is, is because even though that seems like a really traditional medium for marketing and the very digital world we live in, I want to just like show the world that things are changing um, through this more like traditional platform. Um, I want people to be in their cars and stop and see something like the cow approved boo or, you know, like. <laughs> Things like, why are you drinking almond milk, but, you know, wearing, wearing cow leather, like really putting people in question. I, I want to make that change. And because right now it's just considered so normal to wear these leathers. I mean, it's everywhere. It's like our wallets, our belts, our car. And it's like, I just want people to rethink everything that they've considered normal and be like, Maybe there's a better way. Maybe I need to be more conscious about the way that I shop and the brands that I choose. So I think that by having very splashy, bold advertisement that is just drawing attention and making people rethink the norms um, would be a great way to spread the message. Okay, well, that that's the perfect segue into <laughs> the next question, because you're going to have to change hearts 
and minds. And I had mentioned to you previously, as you know, uh, my daughter goes to SMU in Dallas. And so coming from Manhattan, one of her first investment items was a pair in the most gorgeous cowboy boots. Literally, (laughs) everyone at her school has a beautiful pair of handcrafted leather boots. So imagine the difference home could make with changing the hearts and minds of a, a person, a school community, a city, a region. So what's, what's that compelling reason why someone should shop with home? Yeah. So like, I feel like I've already embellished on, you know, the reasons to care would be the health of our planet and for the animals and for each other. But there's another reason to care. Um, and that's something I haven't really spoken about yet. And, and that's heart. Like, I feel like in a world of Amazon and Instagram ads and an overwhelming amount of choice and therefore consumption, we have become like detached from the products we buy and the stories of their founders. Um, And I really believe a reason to support home is not just the product alone, but to support a female founder who is like-minded to you and um, to your friends and who wants what you want, whose intention behind like what she's doing is coming from a place of wanting better for the world. And I really feel that when we support founders like this, we create space for more businesses that are coming from a place of the heart. And yeah, like the story of your daughter is such a beautiful example. Like if, you know, other women get to see, other young women get to see that women are shaping the industry in this direction. I feel like that sets such a tone for the standard and and for the future of the kind of businesses we support. Paige, and that was the perfect answer because there's so much heartfelt <laughs> intention in what you just said. I love it. Yeah. Um, and you you keep using the word founder, um, which is really, um, uh, this is a founder to founder interview, but it, it's so true. And we've got this connection because we're um, entrepreneurs, we're founding businesses. Um, it's it's a journey. (laughs) Sometimes it can be very lonely. Um, but tell me just from a personal perspective as a new business founder, something that might surprise our listeners, what, what brings you joy on this entrepreneurial journey as a founder? Okay. So I would say what brings me joy as being a founder is the way I'm constantly being challenged to believe in my vision. Um, Over the past year, bringing home to life has come with more like questions and unknowns than I could have imagined. Um, But being a founder basically puts you on the fast track to growth. It forces you to be okay with being wrong and having willingness to adapt and change. But even with all those challenges, it forces you to return like time and time again to your belief, like your belief in yourself and your belief in what you want to bring to life. Um, And like for me, even though I'm still in the early stages and home is not on the market just yet. It's very real for me. It's what I'm working on every day. And it's what I know with my whole heart, like will be a success despite the challenges I face on the road um, that I've yet to pave. (laughs) Well, I'm cheering you on uh, Mm -hmm. because I've I've been there multiple times and I know it's so important to have a community of like-minded founders that stick with you, stick by your side and, and champion you. So, um, in, in thinking that through, um, because being a founder, it's a roller coaster, there are ups and downs. 
Um, talk to us a little bit about um, some of the challenges your company is facing specifically um, when it comes to being eco-responsible, like the goals that you are on a true mission to solve, but maybe the average consumer or your customer base who's listening, um, they might not realize it's a really hard task um, to overcome. They're, they're not necessarily overnight solutions to a lot of the things that we're trying to do in the sustainability world. So what's, what's one of the most challenging hurdles you've, you've thought of so far that you've got to overcome? Yeah. So in the early stages, it was, I mean, it was like a culmination of so many ideas and stories and moments of my life that made home come to life. Um, and when I started the mission of like, okay, I have this idea of this like plant-based cowboy boot um, after like really starting to research it and put all the puzzle pieces together that require it to come to life. One of the challenges I came across was finding a manufacturer that had experience with plant-based materials because a lot of these materials are really quite new. Mm -hmm. um, so like, not the average manufacturer has really had hands-on experience working with them. Um, so that limited my options, but I was really sat on working with a business who supports my sustainability, sustainability mission while also having ethical practices. So that was super important for me. And in today's world of like fast fashion stuff, like finding ethical manufacturers is a challenge. Finding... Mm -hmm you know, factories that you can actually go visit and be like hands on and, you know, really have a close relationship, like, that's more rare than people might realize. Um, however, I did overcome that challenge. Um, and the other hurdle I've come across is just like educating customers. So a lot of people are still unaware of plant based leathers, such as like, pineapple, apple, mycelium, and of course, cactus. Um, because for so long, animal leather has been considered the norm and people even like associate it with quality. So it's kind of an obstacle to get people to understand that they can still have quality leather, but made from plants. It's just like, I kind of see like, you know, I see the wheels turning when I talk to people about it, you know, and, and of course, I'm also speaking to people about it who are educated on it as well. But even like in the sustainability space, I still feel like it's um, new information for a lot of people. So absolutely. And this is this page. This is exactly why I'm building the Rejoice Marketplace, because I want to make sure that the information is at consumers fingertips so they can make an informed decision. And absolutely. when our marketplace launches, we will have all the tools and all the tech at our disposal to share that and really educate inspire and create a path to action so that our our brands who are working so hard to solve these problems are connected with the consumers who care and want to be the change that they see in the world so we are we are helping to solve that problem for you <laughs> yes no and it's it's really a problem because me as someone who put so much effort and time to shopping consciously. It's like, you know, I feel like I have to do a book report every time I want to like buy a basic white t-shirt. I'm like organic, vegan, this. I'm like on the internet, like going through all these websites, just trying to find 
well, like not really basic things, but I'm like that I won't feel guilty about or that I won't be contributing to things I don't believe in. Exactly. Again, <laughs> this, is, this is why we exist because it doesn't currently exist out there. And yeah. we're going to make sure that the joy, obviously rejoice, <laughs> yeah. stays in the act of shopping because shopping shouldn't be fun. You shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't feel like you have to write a book report. And we want to make sure that the the best brands that are doing the most to provide us with that joy, um, it should be a really rewarding experience and it should be responsible. So, okay. Um, together, Paige, we will solve this problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But now let's, let's dive into a couple of um, fun questions that I'm, I'm personally curious about. Um, and for full disclosure, you shared the most glorious photo with me this morning to answer this next question in advance, but you have to tell everyone about what Paige had for breakfast today. And do you know where everything was actually sourced from? Yeah, so <laughs> graphics and page go together like, very well. It's my favorite meal of the day. Um, even like since I was a kid, I just, well, I love food. So there's nothing that gets me out of bed more than the thought of I get to eat something new today. Um, so <laughs> I love I it. Cherish my time of like making something beautiful for myself in the morning. Um, and so this morning, I had a vegan pesto toast with cherry tomatoes and sunflower microgreens and some blackberries on the side. And all of the ingredients were sourced from my local farmer's market. Um, I'm really, since moving to LA, I don't know how I could ever live without the farmer's market. <laughs> um, and even like, so the microgreens, I've been buying from Barron's Microgreens, who is like a family owned business based in Southern California. And like all of their microgreens are organic certified. This is not an ad, I promise. I'm just like really, <laughs> I'm really passionate about microgreens because it's something else like in the food world that I feel like people need to be educated about. Um, they're super sustainable because they require less land and water to grow. And they also have 40 times the nutrient density of like mature greens. So I basically put them on everything I eat and I want more people to be eating microgreens um, because it also, it allows for a lot of like food autonomy because people can grow them themselves, like in their New York apartments. Um, yes. <laughs> that so. is always the challenge for us. <laughs> yeah. So I just really believe that they're like a super like sustainable food and one that's like new and some people know about it, but I think in a few years, everyone's going to be like, oh, those little garnishes on my, you know, on my plate at a restaurant. Oh, those are actually really amazing. Yeah, you know? totally. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I can't wait to share that photo with everyone because it's yeah. so, so beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I was like, what, what time is breakfast? When should I come over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. What, what is the most recent item you have personally composted, recycled, upcycled, donated, or repurposed outside of working in um, cactus leather, cowboy yeah. boot world? Like what, what have you done personally that is something um, recent? Well, so before home, well, even going back before that, like I have been shopping secondhand since like basically my first pair of cowboy boots. So I have always really cherished 
vintage fashion and secondhand fashion. And I was running my own vintage shop for a few years and have generally, yeah, just always loved vintage fashion um, since I was old enough to pick up my own clothes. Um, so I'm all about reusing, recycling, upcycling. And one place like to name like a more specific experience, like I in LA would source from this warehouse. It had a ton of like vintage workwear. So that often meant it came from, came like with some sort of like flaw. Um, for example, like these pair of like vintage white trousers that almost looked like milkman trousers. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, like 50s milkman. Um, they had a lot of like discoloration, almost like yellow tint splotched mm -hmm. throughout the pant. And so I feel like a lot of people would overlook that and be like, gross, I'm not going to wear that. Um, but for me, I'm like, it looks like an antique. Like it looks like it's Oh, eight. fabulous. Um, and so for me, that just like adds more style. And I just love seeing the history show up in clothing. Um, and so that's also what I hope like for home as well. Is, again, by having pieces that sustain for a long time, you kind of carry all these stories with them um, versus clothing that you just like is trendy and you buy for like a moment. And then like after a year, you don't want to wear it. It doesn't carry that same sense of home <laughs> with <laughs> it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm very much about taking what other people might not have a vision for. And I believe that with the right eye and the right styling, you can really show people um, its beauty. Absolutely. And so, and so uh, piggybacking on that question, what's the oldest piece of clothing or an accessory perhaps in your closet that you're still getting maximum use out of? Well, circling back. To <laughs> is it the cowboy, cowboy boots from age 12? <laughs> it is the cowboy boots from age 12. I mean, like, I might have some, like, other pieces um, that maybe I've had for, like, I don't know, since high school or something. But for the most part, <laughs> I would say these pair of boots. However, I'm, like, really excited to replace them with home boots. <laughs> um, because, yeah, those will be more fitting of my values. Okay, so that, the next value-based question, um, what's your most treasured, your most precious possession? Something that you purchased once, and I wouldn't be surprised if the answer is the cowboy boots, but um, <laughs> some, something you purchased and you'll never have to replace or throw out. Um, it was, no matter how much it cost, um, it was really worth it to you because it, it brings you absolute joy. Okay, so it's actually not the cowboy boots. <laughs> Um, there's more to my personality than the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, it would be my film camera. So I have a 1970s. Oh, great answer. Yeah, I have a 1970s Yashica Matte, and it's a twin lens camera. And it's one of my favorite cameras I've ever owned. Um, and for me, it's priceless because it's like a vehicle for my creativity and it's a way for me to capture moments and this holds like so much more value for value for me than other possessions. Like it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Like every time I get back a roll of film, I'm just like, you know, I just feel like it's evidence of my creative expression and of moments that I've lived and places that I've traveled to. So for me that even just seeing it on my shelf, it's so cute. So it just really, it brings me joy. <laughs> oh. What an absolutely beautiful answer. Okay, uh, <laughs> next question. Do you have a favorite 
sustainable personal care or health or food product, something that you subscribe to every month and it, it comes delivered to your door. You just, you can't live without it. Yeah. It's, this is a great question because we really are living in this like subscription world mm-hmm. and I love it. <laughs> um, because yeah, I'm definitely really passionate about health and doing my research on the things I'm putting in my body. So uh, right now, I'm really loving Moon Juice's Dream Dust um, mm. powder full of adaptogens that you put yep. in your tea or your water, and it really helps me sleep. Um, and I've also been loving Mud Water's Golden Latte Blend, um, which is also full of adaptogens. It's like a great afternoon pick-me-up. I'm trying to have less caffeine, so this has been like a great replacement for that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I love that answer. Um, also a super fan on this end. So nice choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So as a designer, I'm really interested in how you are going to answer this next question. If you were told that you could only purchase three new apparel items and then for the rest of the year, in order to consume less fashion, you really had to work at shopping your own existing closet. What three items would you page want to purchase that would withstand the duration of the year ahead based on your lifestyle okay so (laughs) this is like this is really honest and this is what I'm trying to fulfill um but I would love a really good plant-based leather handbag Mm -hmm. um I'm currently like missing like a good everyday handbag in my closet that I just love that goes with everything um and yeah finding vegan handbags and you know that really like evoke your personal style is again there's there's limited choices out there um but that so that's something i would love to see in my wardrobe um i would also love a plant-based leather vest so over the past like couple years i've become obsessed with vest um because it's like a fashion piece you can create so many looks with like you can either it's so versatile Right. You can like wear it as a top itself or like I love putting it over like a dress or with trousers for a more like, I don't know, I guess like businessy look um, or like with a flowy skirt. It's just like a very versatile, fun piece. Um, And I would love to have a leather one that's plant based leather. Um, And then I would love to have like a really good plant based leather boot that I can like wear (laughs) every outfit. So. Excellent answers. Um, We see the theme here, plant-based leather. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Next, what is one question that you have for our listening audience, something that keeps you up at night that maybe we can help crowdsource an answer for? Yeah. So right now, being in the journey that I am, the questions that are coming to me um, are related to home. So how much are customers willing to spend on sustainable fashion, like investment pieces, such as like a shoe, a jacket, a purse, something that you really are wearing on a regular basis? Um, I ask this because like while sustainable fashion is clearly desired, it it can't compare with the prices of fast fashion and and for a good reason. Um, But I wonder if the average customer is able to see the value in spending more on one thing rather than five cheaper purchases, for example. Well, and therein lies 
uh, and we'll do a poll on this for you. But therein <laughs> lies the answer that is rejoice because yeah. <laughs> with every transaction and rejoice, the customer is getting rewards, but also that trust, that knowledge, that faith that they have chosen the more eco-responsible, sustainable product um, versus buying five of something that they don't really need and it's going to wind up in a landfill. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Oh, so we're on the same page there again. <laughs> okay, um, next question. What's something super fascinating and relevant, whether it's um, environmental or climate change or sustainability related, a piece of recent news that you think everyone needs to know about? Okay, so this is a fun one, um, but I follow Veg News and I'm always getting like little, you know, headlines and articles about like new plant-based products that are coming out or corporations that are um, incorporating plant-based options into their product assortment. So Reese's has uh, created a plant-based version. Um, while this might seem like, okay, this is a little unrelated, um, I think it's very related because every time I get this news about a new plant-based product or a new restaurant, um, for me, it's a really hopeful sign that the world is changing and businesses are seeing the power and responding to customers' needs. Um, and I feel like if Reese's and Hershey's have a plant-based option, that means this train is going and it's going fast. And I truly believe if you're not on it yet, you better hop on because you'll be left behind. You'll like be left really, behind. Exactly. You really will be left behind. <laughs> That's um, great. And we have a link to that article that we'll share with everyone because I thought that was such a fun one too and, and such a way to reframe um, the consumer perspective on something as iconic as Yep, exactly. Okay, yeah. Paige, I, I've got <laughs> one more question for you. What's, what's your number one eco tip, your go-to, your save the planet habit, something that perhaps you adopted and realized wait, this is so easy. It's like one little change in my lifestyle. Um, why isn't everyone doing this? So what, what's your eco tip? Okay, so <laughs> um, it might be cliche of me, but I'm going to say go vegan. Um, animal agriculture is one of the leading contributors to like global warming. Um, and you can make such a difference simply by shopping differently at the grocery store or ordering something plant-based at a restaurant. It doesn't require you to be a full-time activist or to dedicate your life to environmentalism. It's simply just a choice you make every day that almost immediately positively impacts the world. Um, I, I mean, for me, going vegan has improved my life immensely, and I really do feel like it's the least I can do to make the world a better place. Oh, that's so amazing and so heartfelt and authentic. Um, and I have to say, Paige, this has been so much fun learning about home, about you, about your story and your journey. Thank you so much. Tell us, um, tell our listeners, how can they stay up to date on home's progress? What's, what's the best way to stay in touch? Or do you want to share some social media handles? Yeah, so right now, the best way to stay updated would be through my website, which I'm sure you can share a link for. Um, and yeah, but give, every, give everybody the URL so they know how to spell home. 
Okay, so home, even though it sounds like H-O-M-E, um, it is H-O-A-M. <laughs> so it sounds like home, but it's spelled a little bit different, um, but it would be shophome.com. Perfect. That's that's why I needed you to spell it out for us. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Of course, this has been so much fun. Um, and I just want to remind everyone else. So um, now you have Paige's uh, website and you can always follow us at rejoice.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Rejoice Together for all of our latest news and all of the pictures we're going to share from Paige's interview etc. And I just, again, I want to thank Paige um, for bringing this story to us today. We're so grateful to all of our loyal listeners. Thank you for joining us on this planet positive journey. Well, as I've mentioned, we're busy in the background uh, building our marketplace. Um, And by the way, if you know a founder or a brand that you think we should get to know, you can always DM us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and, and get feedback as we continue to share our founder to founder interviews like today's with Paige Marinelli from home, all of our AMAs with our sustainability, climate change, supply chain experts, and then coming soon, all the latest marketplace must-haves from our greenhouse ambassadors, everything from health, beauty, personal care, fashion, accessories, travel, obviously footwear. Um, so we're really excited for everything to come. And again, a big Thank you to Paige today. Thanks, everyone. And remember, let's rejoice together. It's what makes the world go round. Cheers.